it's another episode of the Shiesty Show. You know, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna go headphone without the headphones this time. Um, welcome to the Shiesty Show. I'm your host, Matt. We're here live. I'm giving you some footage. This is real live and direct. Um, we in the booth, man. Last week we took off. Uh, you know, definitely had some, uh, some, uh, family time and Thanksgiving and all that. So took the week off, but I've been in sports. I've been watching. Um, so we, we're here to give you another episode live and direct episode seven. Welcome to the shiesty show. I'm your host, Matt. So let's, let's not waste no time, man. Let's get right into it. Uh, first thing first, I didn't get to say this cause I didn't come by last week. But uh, rest in peace to the Green Ranger. Uh, that was a part of my childhood when I was a young, a young mustache out here in the streets uh, running the muck. You know, definitely was a Power Ranger guy. I like Barney. Don't judge. I like Barney, the Power Rangers, you know, uh, Ninja Turtles. So, but yeah, man, rest in peace to him. Um, sorry, I don't know your the name of the guy right now. But before this podcast is over, we'll get that name. Um, but you know what? First thing first, I got my notes here. I came prepared. I want, I had been writing some stuff down, trying to make sure this pod was going to be, uh, perfect. So this is it right here, man. Um, but first thing I got on my list is, is pay that man, pay Josh Jacobs, pay that man right now, man. If you don't pay him and they let the later, the Raiders, let him walk at the end of the season. Uh, that's the stupidest mistake, stupidest move you could ever do. Just like when John Gruden came in and got rid of Khalil Mack. You know, one of the stupidest things you could do. But in this situation, if you don't pay him, uh, he walks, he's going to tear it up, man. He's been proven he's an every down back, 300 yards. This is, I was telling one of my friends uh, today, um, I haven't seen this since, LT. I haven't seen this since Adrian Peterson broke the record uh, for the most rushing yards in a game. It's been a long. I think with the with the offenses and the NFL, the offenses in the NFL now with with so much passing and high scoring, uh, a lot of teams abandon the running game. Middle of the game, end of the game, they want to throw the ball. Um, but you know what, man? He's 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 been the workhorse for the Raiders right now. He's uh. This is what I said in the beginning of the year. I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan, but you give him a solid run game and protection, he can do, he can he can win you games, man. But but in all honesty, I say get the dog the the ball out of his hands and just feed Josh Jacobs, because right now he can't be stopped. He's looking like a beast out there, um, doing his thing. So shout out to Jacobs, man, and Adams as well. You know he had to walk off the previous game. Uh, I didn't get to come in here and talk about that against the rival Broncos. Um, but he looked sharp, man. He looked sharp. Uh, Adam's looking like that dude. The reason they went out and made the trade. Jacob's looking like that dude. He ready to get paid. So, you know, it is what it is. And, and hopefully the Raiders are smart enough to sign up that deal before the season's over and he go test the market and get paid more money somewhere else. Lock up that dude right now, man. He was a bad Dude, uh, 229 yards rushing, 74 yards receiving. I think he had a total of 303 yards uh, for the day. 
Um, like I said, man, those are those are old school running back numbers right there. You, the the what used to call it, the bell cow, the bell cow. You know, just keep giving them the rock, man, all day long, baby. Um, but he looks sharp. He looks sharp. He looked good. Adams looking good. Uh, we don't know when Carr still doesn't have Waller and uh, Renfro right now, but he's looking solid with the dudes he's had out there. They look solid. The O line. I want to say this, man. Congratulations to the O line. They really uh. They really got something going down, man. Uh, they really got something gelling, I shall say, uh, for the Oakland Raiders because at the beginning of the year, it was so much this guy's in, this guy's out, this guy in, this guy out, let's try this guy, plug and play, and it wasn't working. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely, definitely got that O-line looking sharp. I uh, love Miller. You know, he's that. He's the standout, Andre James. But uh, Farm farm i think his name is 66 and uh our other tackle right now um they looking good man they looking good our taco uh emalora 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 i think his name is uh real looking solid man at first i didn't know if he was going to be the guy to cut it but um he's doing good holding down the right side man uh and like i said that's when Derek carr is at his best and he's dangerous is when he has all time to throw. And I hope any quarterback in the NFL, if you got all time to throw, I hope you're a good quarterback because most quarterbacks don't have the luxury of that. But, um, yeah, man, shout out to the Raiders. Our season's still alive. It's on life support, but it's still alive regardless. Uh, so, you know, got to love that, man. Raiders all day. Just win, baby. Uh, next thing I got actually – is speaking about the Broncos, I didn't get to come in here and uh, talk about the Broncos. But as far as the Broncos are looking, man, I just, um, me personally, watching from the outside, but we're in the same division, so we play them twice a year and getting to get getting to kind of watch them. Um, Russell Wilson is not looking, he is not looking like the guy they paid all the money to that they thought they were getting, Super Bowl champion. Um he just doesn't look sharp, man. He doesn't look focused. Maybe he's not he's not uh so well versed with his first year in the offense. Um but as far as I can see, he's not looking like that uh franchise QB the Broncos thought they were good they were getting. And not only that, the Broncos were also uh only a quarterback away. So, you know, they paid the guy. Um but you know what? The Broncos they look they still going to have one of the best defenses, you know, Saturn, uh, Patrick Saturn, <laughs> you know, um, he's, he's a solid corner, man. No, no hate for me. They're going to have, no matter whenever the Raiders play them, it's always tough division game. And the Broncos, one thing, you know, is they're always going to have a solid defense. Even if the offense ain't playing up to par, they're going to have a solid defense, man. And, uh, so shout out to them boys. But you know, Raiders pulled it out, man. We gotta, we gotta win on here. We gotta win on out to try to make it to the playoffs. But you know, that's high hopes. We'll, we'll see here how it goes. You know, hopefully Derek Carr can keep the magic because you know Jacobs is really carrying us right now. So he just doesn't have to mess it up. You just gotta invent. <laughs> what does he say in Friday Night Lights? You just gotta exist in those two snaps, those two seconds of you snapping the ball and handing it to Booby. <laughs> <laughs> we got to run it back. He going to make us look good, you know? So, um, 
but as far as that happens, man, you know, Raiders, Raiders uh, holding their own, man, looking good against some solid defensive teams. So, you know, shout out to my boys. Of course, I had to start there. Um, next thing I want to talk about, World Cup. World Cup coverage. I'm not the biggest soccer guy, or I shall say football. Uh, I'm not the biggest soccer guy. I say soccer here. This is, you know, the U.S. We're going to say soccer here. So, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm not the biggest fan, but they were watching it at work. I took a took a gander at it. I took a glimpse. Watched the USA win today, 1-0. to zero. Um, I'm, I'm rocking with USA. Like I said, I, I don't really know too many of the teams, too many of the players. I'm still like on David Beckham. I know he probably retired already. It's probably the only guy I know. And Ronaldo, you know, from the FIFA game. But other than that, I'm I'm not the biggest fan, but I've been keeping an eye on it. Right for the boys in blue, you know, USA. Um, so they, they won an important game today. That's all I got to say about that. You know, they beat Iran. I heard Iran was a solid team as well. So uh, got a solid victory for them. They keep their their hopes alive in the World Cup. It it comes only every four years. I think why that's why your average fan that maybe not maybe doesn't watch soccer so much, they'll tune into the World Cup and and uh, really pay attention to these games because it's the best of the best and it only comes every four years. So you know I've been kind of keeping my eye on it. This is probably the first time I've kind of been keeping an eye on it. You know keeping the keeping the scores in my phone. So. Um, shout out to the boys in blue. Next on my list here, we got where the hell had the Rams been? There's my question. <laughs> where hell the where have the Rams gone? Super Bowl champions to Raiders have a better record. And I heard a lot of trash talking from a couple people that I know. Uh, let me look in the camera here couple people that I know, uh, Rams fans, um, was OBJ that much of a, uh, spark for you guys? Because right now they are not looking like world champions. Um, Matt Stafford ain't playing like it. I have him in my fantasy. He's been God awful. Um, acres. I don't know where that guy's been. He, he got lost somewhere in the shuffle. Uh, you know, they got the dude, Allen Robinson. I haven't heard his name since. Um, so, you know, they, they, they basically three and eight, they're pretty much out of the playoffs. Um, what, what, what a big turnaround. That's the thing about football, man, is one team that can be sorry one year can turn around the next year, just off the players they got and the players they drafted and turn it around that quick, man. Because, um, to go from Super Bowl champ to bottom team, high draft pick, uh, that's, that is not good, man. Not impressive for the world champs. I just want to say that. Um, but, yeah, man, Rams Rams definitely fell off a cliff this year. Uh, are the 49ers for real? Same division. Um, they've been looking solid. The last couple games, McCaffrey hasn't really tore it up like he did the first couple games. You know, I have him in my fantasy as well. He He's uh, He's been doing decent, though, doing his thing. Um, but as far as him uh sparking it even more first couple games you know jimmy g still doing his thing you know what i mean um still doing his thing so 49ers they look for real man they look like the best team coming out of that division this year seattle as well raiders beating seattle we'll get into the scores later but um the raiders beating uh you know the raiders beating 
Seattle. Sorry about that. But Seattle, uh, great defensive team, does everything right. Uh, they had one of the best run-stopping run, uh, teams, you know. So um, that's a strong team coming out too. And Geno Smith balling, man. Like I said before in previous podcasts, he's uh, he's looked sharp. He's been in the league 10 years, and he this is probably the best that I've seen Geno Smith. I actually, he was actually doing so good that I actually picked him up in one of my leagues. So, um Shout out to Gino, man. But uh, good game, crazy game, overtime game, you know. But uh, back to it, 49ers, they're they, they looking like the real deal. But don't forget, the Raiders are, are, <laughs> the Raiders are on the schedule. Uh, I believe it's one of the last two games of the year. I'm not quite sure which one, but we do see the Niners. Uh, Battle of the Bay no longer. But, hey, we always going to run the Bay, and we always going to run L.A., uh, First team to get L.A. a Super Bowl, bring Oakland a couple Super Bowls. So, um, you know, we always going to be wherever we go. You know, the Raider Nation travels heavy. So, uh, but back to the Niners, they looking strong, man. Jimmy G, you know, he's looking like old reliable. That's what I heard on the podcast, uh, another podcast, sports podcast that I listened to. Old reliable, man. Um, you might want to look at a, a new draft pick as a new fancy car. Yeah, he's got the mechanics. He's got all this and that. But old reliable still waiting in the wings, winning games, you know. Some some people seem to forget that Jimmy G took him to a Super Bowl. Um, so uh, shout out to Jimmy G, though, man. Shout out to the Niners. They looking like the real deal right now. Just wanted to bring that up. A couple other teams that I have on my list that are uh, sleepers in the game, the New York Jets. I don't think anyone saw the New York Jets uh, competing in that division with the Bills, even Miami. Uh, with the Patriots, I don't think anyone uh, saw that. You know, Jets holding their own right now in, in a very tough division. That's probably one of the more tough uh, divisions in football with the Bills and Miami. So, And that's another team I want to touch here is Miami. I don't think anyone can say that they had Miami. No one thought that Tua and Tyreek Hill were going to adapt to each other this fast. Uh no one can say that they they believe that honestly in their in their heart, because I don't think anyone had the uh, Miami being probably the number one team in that division right now and looking like it. Waddle going off, Tyreek going off, Tua going off after his scary injury. I shouldn't have dropped him in my league. I didn't think he was gonna play again this year, but you know things happen. Uh, God willing, he made it out of that situation, doing his thing, holding his own. Uh, Miami looking solid, man. That was a sleeper team for me as well. And then we also had Cleveland beating the Patriots. Um, that was that was another uh, eye-popping moment. It kind of makes me look at uh, the situation with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. How much of it was really Belichick and how much of it really did he just fall under Tom Brady's greatness. Um, but you know what? Patriots are still in it, competing. Always got a great defense. I'll keep Belichick that, man. Great defense. Um, but uh, for what I see, Brady's won a Super Bowl already. And I don't think Belichick has made the playoffs since Brady has left. So uh, in my eyes right now, Brady's looking like he was carrying the ship for a lot of those years in that dynasty. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Brady, Brady looked in wash as well. I said this in previous times. Uh, he's just, he's just old man. Father time is is gonna catch up to anybody and everybody, and that's just 
that's just the name of the game and how it's going to go. Um, but, yeah, Browns pull out the win uh, on Sunday. 21, okay, to jump from sports to 21 Savage and Drake's album. Uh, I listened to about 70% of the album so far. It's been out for maybe a month, two or three weeks, uh, somewhere around there. But so far, so good. Like the album, always like the collaborations that Drake gets on. Uh, I always feel like when he's a featured act, it brings a little bit more out of him. Wants to show off a little bit more. Um, good album so far. I think Flex was probably one of the ones I liked the most. Uh, pretty pretty solid album, man. Um, now, 21 saying he, he doesn't think Nas is relevant. That's another thing. Uh, I think some of these new guys forget what old heads did in the game just because they weren't really around when those old heads were tearing up the game. Because if you go back to early 2000s, late 90s, you couldn't go down a street in New York with probably hearing some Nas music. Um, so these guys saying that guys are not relevant, this and that, maybe so in his eyes and, and, and the people that he listens to hip-hop with. But for the majority of us that really love lyrics, Nas has never went anywhere. He's still dropping good albums. You know, King Disease 3, another great album. King Disease 1 is probably my favorite uh, from a lot of the new Nas projects. Didn't like the one with him and Kanye. But uh, definitely Disease, King Disease 1, great album. Uh, still dropping fire, still still killing 90% of the game. So shout out to Nas on that one. So I don't really agree with what 21 said, but I'm not the biggest fan of uh, 21 Savage music. As far as the album goes, the album was pretty solid. I'm going to do a rating system here on Shiesty Show for my first album, the Drake and 21 Savage album. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Wasn't the greatest Drake and, and Savage that I've heard, but also was, um, also was pretty banging, you know, pretty, pretty good album to uh, sit back and, and sip through. A lot of times albums you get nowadays, one or two songs are hot. Definitely, this is an album you can sit with, let it play, uh, and kind of dig into every track that way. So, I'm going to give that a seven and a half. Uh, next thing I got on my notes here. Um, oh, also, RIP to the people uh, in Walmart that were killed by their co-worker. Uh, rest in peace to the, to the people killed in the gay bar. Um whether whatever you believe, I'm not here to judge anybody. I don't think anyone should just be able to grab a gun and start mowing people down. That's not, no matter what you think is right, what you don't think is right, that at the end of the day, humans are humans, and we should feel safe and secure and going out with our friends and our family. And uh, so I just want to say rest in peace to those people. Also rest in peace to the Green Ranger. I will have your name in the description, um, you know. But definitely rest in peace to those guys. Condolences to the family. Uh, next on my list here, we have some boxing. So to end this out right here, we got some boxing news. Let's start with the one I think is coming up uh, the most. The, uh, coming up the fastest is uh, Caleb Plant versus David Benavides. 
Um, Benavides, heavy puncher, man, heavy puncher. Um, big guy. So is Caleb Plant, 6'1". These guys are both 6'1", about my height. They're uh, both 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 pretty big guys, man. So, But to me, I've never really seen Benavides. I've seen Caleb Plant against Canelo, one of the best in the game. And for the first three or four rounds, I believe Caleb Plant was actually doing more work than Canelo. Now, would he have won the fight? Can't say that. But as far as doing more work and looking sharp, looking crisp, hitting with combinations, sticking and moving with the long range. Like I said, he's a taller man for his division. Um, he looked he looked good, man. I couldn't hate on Caleb Plant looking good. So I can't really come in and, and give my my uh, not advice but how could i say my opinion on who would win right now i'm going with caleb now nah, you know what i'm gonna take the i'm gonna go with the risky way and i'm gonna go with the fighter that i've heard of but not have not really seen but i heard he's a big puncher and he's also you know mexican so i'm gonna rock with benavides man i think he's the bigger puncher now is he the most skilled like i said i can't uh, I need to go back and watch more fights. You know, I'm still getting into the to the game of to watching a lot of things that I need to watch to keep up with the podcast. But as far as that fight goes, I'm going to go with Benavides. But I think Plant will win. So that's my prediction for that fight. And I just want to say, Canelo, if Benavides does win, I don't want to hear about he doesn't fight Mexicans. I don't want to hear about none of that. Unless he goes and fight Bavo, which I'll talk about now, uh, right now. But unless he goes and fights Bavo, if he doesn't fight Benavides after this Caleb Plant Benavides fight, uh, I think Canelo's ducking him because you can no longer say who's on your resume, who have you fought if he beats Caleb Plant because Caleb Plant fought Canelo. So I don't think that will be an excuse for him to use anymore. Uh, I think that. He's going to really have to uh, step up to the challenge, man. And if, But if he goes for Bevo, I can't hate that either. He wants his redemption, his revenge. But he said he's having a tune-up in May. So let's hope after that tune-up, he doesn't come out and pick some probably try, <laughs> try to fight Triple G again or something. Let's hope that he actually sticks to his word and, and goes for Bevo or Benavides. But like I said, in that fight, I got Benavides. Uh, but Plant probably pulled it out. Uh, next on my list, cat catapulting into that Canelo Bavo rematch. Uh, Canelo putting out there a statement that I read about a couple weeks ago, saying that he wanted to take a tuna fight in May and rematch of Bavo later in the year, most likely around September, uh, Mexican Independence Day. Um, great fight, man. Great fight. I think I think for Canelo, if he really wants to have a chance to win this time, maybe not come in with so much of the weight. And rely more on the speed and the countering. Maybe not go for the knockout, but more take over, kill the body, combinations, counter punching, what Canelo's great at. You know, I think that's uh the smart move. And don't and, and don't come in with a vegan diet. Why not? You know what? He's doing the vegan diet. He's probably been doing it for a while now. So maybe it's helping him, maybe not. I just think that really messed him up in that first Bevo fight because he looked slow. He looked the weight was too much. He couldn't move. Um, maybe too much bulking too fast. But he did not look good, man. So, because I, I know Bavol's going to make him come back up to 175. So, if Canelo can maybe get more endurance, a little less mass, I think uh, it'll help him, out, help him out in the long run. Do I think he'll win? 
I just think Bovo has fought people that punch harder than Canelo, that he's not really worried about the power. You got to think, Bovo is 175. He's six feet. He probably walks around two, 215, 220. So, you know, big, big guy, six feet, you know, solid muscle. So I think he's used to probably sparring with people that are about that weight, heavyweight division, uh, light heavy division. You know, even though that's, I think that's light, right? Or Superman, no, that's light heavy. So he, he he's probably already sparring with heavyweights. Pretty sure Canelo does too, probably not as often. But I know Bavol's probably already fighting guys that big. So I, th- I just think the power may be a little bit too much. I think I think if he could come in and be crisp and land those power shots again, he, he'd probably pull it out. So if I had to choose here, first on the Shiesty show, Shiesty show for that rematch, I'm going to rock with Bavol. You know, my, maybe I don't think it'll be knockout. I don't think it'll be a knockout. I think it'll go to decision. It'll be close, but uh, I don't think they'll strip the champ. So I think Bavol pulled that pulls that one out. Now this is one I have that is up in the air uh, because they ordered it. Boxing section ordered this fight. Now will it happen? Pitbull versus Shakur Stevenson. Will it happen? I think it will. I don't think Pitbull is gonna run. I think uh, right now he's running. <laughs> I shouldn't say running. Right now, he's saying he don't want the fight because he's looking at Tank. He wants the money. You know, he's like, "Hey, man, I'm I got a belt. I've beaten a couple good couple guys that've been good. I've knocked them out quick. I think he feels he deserves that big money fight." But in all honesty, Shakur Stevenson ain't no walk over, no walk in the park. Um, definitely rangy. I'm gonna say rangy, crisp, sharp. He reminds me of Devin Haney, and they both remind me of Mayweather. Maybe the defense not so much, but definitely the punching and the crisp and just being sharp. When you don't have to bit, you don't have to have the biggest punch. But now, if you're hitting the same spot twelve rounds over and over and over and over and over and being sharp with your punches like that, it's gonna do a lot of damage and eventually breaks people down. So, um, of course, Stevenson's solid guy, but at the same time, Pitbull. He don't run, man. He don't run from the fire, man. I saw him with Tank. He don't run from the fire. He, as Tank threw heavy punches, he walked right through him and came and kept the pressure. Sometimes that pressure, when you keep it up for 12 rounds, is somebody just on you, laying the wood, beating you down, hitting your arms, hitting your neck, hitting your back, side of your head, your cheeks, your chest. Um, like Madonna did to Mayweather in the first fight, kind of be more rough and physical. I think Pitbull has a chance. Now, will he win? To me, that's up in the air. I, I like Pitbull as a fighter. I think he's good. Shakur Stevenson is definitely skilled and more talented. But sometimes the talent is not just going, just because you're more talented, if you don't got the heart, you ain't going to win. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's a good fight. And I think boxing should definitely push for it and uh, make that fight happen, man. And if it does happen, here on the Shiesty Show, I'm going to rock with I'm a rock with Shakur, man. And the only reason I say that is I just think that the height is too much of a difference, you know. But we gotta we gotta see how that one rolls, man. Good fight there. Uh Jake Paul versus Mayweather. I think this is what it's all coming down to. I think Jake Paul nipping off all these UFC guys, all these boxing, uh not boxing guys, excuse me. Um, all these basketball players. UFC guys, uh, YouTube guys as well. 
I just think that at the end of the day, this is where it's heading to. Mayweather doing the same thing, fighting exhibitions over there in Japan, uh, fighting YouTube guys, says he no longer wants to compete with actual boxers, but he'll collect a payday with the YouTube guys. So who's the biggest YouTube guy in the game slash boxer that will bring the most money? Not Logan Paul, but Jake Paul. Um, so I think at the end of the day, that's where the boxing game is going. I kind of, when you've been watching it long enough, you can kind of see the moves they're making behind the scenes. You know, you can kind of see, foreshadow how, how things are going to be and how and what's going to eventually happen. Um, but in that one, you know, the only thing the only thing I see is maybe Mayweather knowing that he's been really training in boxing and he doesn't want to get caught with a big punch. You know, kind of like Silva did against Jake Paul. Um, but I still say Mayweather's just too crisp, man. No matter what you do, this guy's been training since he was seven, eight years old. You know, like him, I hate him. He trained harder than anybody in the game. When I used to watch those 24-7s, no drinking, no smoking, a lot of women. But during fight camp, 3, 4 in the morning, running down the street, you know, uh, there's a, a different level of commitment you see from Mayweather that you maybe not like his cocky attitude, but respect the grind and the hustle. And um, at the end of the day, I think if they fight, I think Jake Paul puts up a great fight. But at the end, I think Mayweather too slick, too smooth. He probably pull it out. And the last one I got on here, before we get out of here, man, uh, Tank versus Ryan Garcia. Boxing has made it happen. Here first, I might have to, I might have to pack a bowl for this one. Here first. On the Shiesty Show, uh, 2023, they promoting it. This is not a, this ain't off the burner account from a Hickley Bill down the street that don't know nothing. This is actually promoted on Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis's page for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I think this is the fight we need. Two superstars in the prime of their careers. Uh, prime of their lives, prime of their physical abilities that need to get in the ring with each other, been calling each other each other out for the last two years, been taking up these tune-up fights, getting ready. Um, and it's finally going to happen, man. It's showtime. It's showtime. It's finally going to happen. Uh, Ryan is a great fighter. Tank is also a great fighter. Uh, he showed his will to win, definitely, in that cruise fight, fighting with a broken hand. But at the same time, I don't want to hear excuses because it's boxing. People get broken noses. People get broken hands. But, you know, he prevailed. He pulled through. Can't hate on it. Ryan, I don't really like, I don't really like Ryan's cockiness, but I do think he has quickness. He has the size. And he seems to be getting a little bit, a little bit more sharp with his punches and a little bit more heavy-handed now that he's kind of filling his body out more as he's getting older. Um, but he's always had the fast hands, man. He's always had the fast hands. He did get dropped by Luke Campbell, and I seen him face adversity as well. He got up and eventually won the fight. Now, a lot of people want to say, who's Luke Campbell? Luke Campbell was actually a gold medalist, so it wasn't like this guy was just some some average Joe off the street. You know, maybe not the punching power, but definitely was not some bum off the street, so... You know, Ryan Garcia is also face adversity in fights. I think it's gonna be a great fight, man. And uh who do I got winning? I got fifty I got fifty bucks with my boy P on this fight right here. But I'm gonna rock with Ryan Garcia, baby. 
You heard it here first. 50 bucks on the line. One of my boys going to be one of the best boxing matches in the game. We're going to try to make it out there. We're going to try to go to Vegas, get turned up, and have a great time. You just been you just been another subscriber. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm just playing. You've been another listener, and uh, thank you for watching the Shiesty Show. I'm out. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it.